Well, I want to uh, encourage you to get your copy of God's Word and turn to uh, the book of Proverbs, and we're going to be in chapter 2. We're pretty much going to be all in chapter 2. So Proverbs chapter 2 is kind of in the middle of the Bible there. Uh, if you don't have your copy of God's Word, we'll have the, uh, the scripture there for you. Uh, but I tell you, uh, as I was praying and asking the Lord, what, what should we talk about on this last Sunday, from, from 2020 to 2021, sort of this, this bridge Sunday? And I tell you what, uh, I can't wait for 2021 to get here. Now, obviously, that's without us knowing what's really in store. Uh, we were really all looking forward to 2020, and 2020 was a major disappointment in so many ways. Um, but I do know this, that God wants to show us something today that will help us prepare for 2021. And as I look back on 2020, you may agree with this as well, there, there's just been a lot of foolishness just um, a, a lot of people just being silly and just uh, stupid, to be quite honest. And what we need more in 2021 that we didn't have in 2020 is we need wisdom. We need wisdom, not only just individually or in our families. We definitely need it within our, within our church, and I covet your prayers as uh, me and the staff and the elders um, uh, follow God's will in wisdom. We covet your prayers for that. But we also need it at the very highest office uh, here in our country and, uh, and those elected officials. And, and we just need wisdom to move forward. And so um, as I began uh, asking the Lord, where, where should I uh, begin to search for this wisdom to talk about with the people of Lake Point Church and in our community? Obviously, I was led to Proverbs. And Proverbs is obviously a book of wisdom. I would encourage you to, to read through Proverbs. In fact, Proverbs is a book that you can read a chapter a day, and it has 31 chapters in it, and, and uh, you can knock out uh, uh, Proverbs uh, in a month, and you can actually do it every month. And I would encourage you, whatever date it is, read that chapter. And it, would re- it really would give you insight and wisdom moving forward. But there, there is a way to get wisdom and to see the benefits of wisdom that we see in chapter two of Proverbs. And that's where our text is gonna be um, here today. And so we, we wanna be able to see how to get wisdom first to see, uh, rather than just see the benefits of wisdom. So we, we're not gonna see the benefits unless we get wisdom. And, and uh, the first four verses of chapter two, uh, the, the writer, Solomon, he explains uh, to us, and he's really writing it to his son, but he explains to us in, some, in a symbolic way as God the Father is telling us that the way to get wisdom is four things, not four uh, different things that you can choose from, but four things that make up the complete package to get wisdom. So it's not an either or, it's a both and, meaning we've gotta do all four of these. So what are those four? Well, let's look in um, verses one through four. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for her as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, and we're gonna just stop there because that's really where we find all four of those ways to get wisdom. First of all, in verse one, he talks about if you uh, apply uh, God's word. So really, the, the beginning of wisdom is God's word. Now, obviously, the, this father is talking to his son, and he's saying, you need to heed my words. You need to, you need to, uh, to uh, accept my words. 
But again, this is a symbolic way of God talking to us. You need to accept my words, my, my word that's in, the, uh, to, that's in the Bible, and my words whenever I speak to you in times of prayer and those intimate moments uh, with, uh, with him. And so we need to be able to, um, to accept God's word. Now, you and I are prone in our sinful way to uh, sort of accept anything that, is, um, that runs with our own desires, uh, our own intuitions, and our own feelings. And, uh, and that's really kind of how the world, the world kind of shifts with its ways of wisdom uh, based upon feelings, intuitions, and, and certain desires. If we choose those things, those things are, are one thing today and a different thing tomorrow. They, they sort of shift. I mean, show you an example. Growing up, um, I have heard many times that um, eggs are good for you. I also have heard that eggs are bad for you. And now the latest thing is that eggs are good for you again. It's like they go back and forth. Take bacon. Bacon used to be really bad for you. Growing up, you shouldn't eat bacon. Now people are saying, yeah, you can have all the bacon you want, which praise God for that. But also, and like milk. Man, my brother and I, we used to drink whole milk from the jug. Coming out from a hot day in the summer, we'd open that thing up and, and drink until our heart's content. And, but now, I can't drink whole milk. You know why? Because it's really not good for me. <laughs> so I have to drink all this soy milk or, or almond milk, and it's just not the same. So you have these, these different things uh, of this world saying it's good, it's bad, it's good, it's bad. And I know those examples are just uh, silly little examples, but it's also in life, whether it be how we, how we uh, find us a spouse uh, or, or how we, uh, uh, you know, date someone or, or how we uh, choose a job or choose a career. You know, whatever, whatever the, the choice may be, God, um, God wants us to make that, that good decision. And the best decision is if we base that on, on his word. Because his word is filled with instructions on, on timeless wisdom and on timeless truths that will not change. It will not shift from one day to the next, from one season, one generation to the next. And so you and I, we need to be able to uh, accept God's word. Also there in verse one, we need to be able to store God's word. It talks about storing up God's word. During COVID, there have been a lot of people who have stored up things, whether it be storing up ammunition or storing up food or supplies, uh, definitely toilet paper. And so we, we have these things that people store up. And to be quite honest, we, the Bennett family, yes, we have our own store uh, storage in the basement of supplies that we have stored up during COVID just in case. I mean, the world's crazy, right? And so we wanted to make sure that we had the right supplies that would last us a few weeks, maybe a few months. And so we have stored up those things. We thought it was wise uh, for that. And this writer of uh, chapter two is telling us the same thing. We should store up God's word. Not only uh, accept God's word, we need to store up God's word. Another word for store up is to memorize. We need to put it in our heart. And the more you read it, the more you're able to store up. Now, it's good to know the reference of where you can find it in the Bible, 
But if you're just reading through God's word constantly, your mind is going to be able to, to go back to those words. You may not be able to know the reference, exactly where to find it, but you know it's in God's word. And so storing up, memorizing God's word is a way to wisdom, to get wisdom. And then he moves on into verse two, and he teaches us how to apply God's word. And in verse two, he talks about, you know, turn your ear uh, to wisdom, uh, which means you need to listen, you need to hear. Uh, somebody, maybe you've gotten into an argument with someone, maybe a loved one, maybe a spouse, and uh, in that argument, they claim, you know, you're not really listening uh, to me, you're just doing a lot of talking. Well, we need to be able to listen to people, even in times of, of arguments. And when we uh, go to God's word, we also need to apply, we need to attune our ear to that, and we need to turn our ear to God's word. Not only to listen or to hear God, um, God's word, but to apply it in our lives. And so there's no way that we're going to uh, apply God's word if we don't listen for it and to hear it. And then in verse three and four, uh, it's all about asking for wisdom. As it goes in, uh, indeed, if you have, call out for insight, if you cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, it's all about praying for wisdom, seeking wisdom. You know, many times we, we ask God for wisdom, we say, Lord, give, us, uh, give me wisdom to, to face uh, certain challenges or certain things that are coming up. And that's a great thing to pray for. But can I tell you, if we're not doing the first three things, um, then asking for wisdom is, is really uh, not gonna get us where we want to be. Because as I started off by saying, these four things of accepting God's word, okay, accepting it as truth, and, and as something that doesn't change, and uh, storing up his word, memorizing his word, and hearing and applying it into our life. If we're not doing those three things, then we can pray for all we want for wisdom. But will, will God really get, give us that if we're not doing something that we desire wisdom? And so the way to wisdom, the starting point to wisdom is God's word. So, it's great to pray for wisdom, to seek for wisdom, to ask for wisdom, but also we need to read it, accept it, we need to believe in it, we need to store it, memorize it, and then we need to apply it, apply God's word. So that is the way to get wisdom. But then in verse five, he goes on into benefits of wisdom. And when you and I have the benefits of wisdom, it's something that is, that is really priceless in our life. Do you ever remember those, um, those MasterCard commercials where you had uh, a commercial, you see a scene of a father and a son going to a baseball game, and, and you uh, hear the narrator say, tickets, $28, hot dog, drink, nachos, $18, signed baseball card, $45, and then he ends with conversation with son, priceless. And so just like those commercials are, are teaching us, when we get wisdom through the four ways that we talked about, then we benefit from 
wisdom. Well, what are the benefits of wisdom? It starts here in verse five and six. It's all about knowing God. In verse five, he says, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And so the beginning of wisdom is fearing the Lord is to walk in the fear of the Lord. I've used this analogy before of a campfire. A campfire draws uh, people together. It, it, it's usually in a, in a circle, and it creates people to be in a circle, and it draws people to its light and the darkness, and it also draws people with its warmth when it's cold outside. So in this cold and dark world, um, God's wisdom is, is a campfire. But also, we need to respect the wisdom of God. Because that campfire is something that can be a little dangerous. Uh, it's powerful, and we want it to be powerful. It has a lot of energy. But that, that campfire is something that, that draws us in like the fear of the Lord. So the fear of the Lord is not something you should be afraid of and in, in that you should never come near to God. He draws you with this light and with this warmth, but also we need to respect that. And um, God, uh, God tells us in verses five through six, uh, the benefit is knowing God. When you and I are there around God's campfire of wisdom, we get to know God more. You may have experienced that when times with your family. There's certain conversations and certain things you get to know about people in your family. In our, in our family, you get to know the ones that, you know, like their marshmallows really, really dark and, and, and those people who just will eat the marshmallow as it is. Or you know those people in your family who uh, like to get really, really close to the fire um, and are not afraid of it and those who are backing uh, far away from it. Or maybe those who are afraid of the smoke and those who don't mind the smoke. You get to know more about your, your family and your friends when you're gathered around a campfire. Well, you get to know God the Father more when you are gathered in um, his wisdom. And so the benefit that we see, the first benefit is knowing God. The second benefit we see in verse seven and eight, he holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. So the second benefit is God's protection. God's protection. And really that protection is, is not just something uh, more about protecting us from evil. It's really more about protecting us from doing things uh, that we shouldn't be doing. You know, you and I can do a lot of silly and stupid things. We can make a lot of mistakes and we can make some intentional mistakes. And, but the more that we know God and the more that we are uh, uh, getting that, that word of God into our life and the more that we are obtaining wisdom into our life, then the more his wisdom protects us. Well, what does it protect us from? It talks about in verse nine through 11. It says, then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart. I love that. Wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. And so uh, the, the thing that wisdom protects us from is committing an injustice. 
And so what, what that means is this. It, it helps us to not sin against others by treating them unfairly. You know, talking negative about them. Or whether it be um, in a gossiping sort of way or out in the open in front of them, treating them harshly. When, when you and I treat people with love and treat people uh, with justice, then we are walking in wisdom. I mean, how many times have, uh, maybe have you have talked negatively about someone and maybe, maybe they got wind of it and you felt really ashamed of that? Well, you weren't really walking in wisdom. And so wisdom will help you not to do that. <laughs> wisdom will, will guard your, your thumbs from typing what you really, really want to say on Facebook or to social media, but is saying, uh, you know, let's just hit the backspace button and let's get out of here before this gets really bad. That is walking in wisdom. And so that's one of the, one of the benefits is it protects us from committing that injustice. It also protects us from wicked people who love and who live in sin. We see this in verses 12 through 15. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who have left the straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. And so wisdom, and, and, and this is something not only for, for adults, but specifically for students. I mean, my wife and I, we have six kids, and we're always teaching our kids, when you walk in wisdom, then you're going to have a wisdom to know who to hang around with and who not to hang around with. Um, it will protect us. We won't be drawn to people living in sin, who love sin, but recognize them for who they really are. When you recognize people who are living in sin for who they really are, wisdom protects you from them because if you hang around them, then you become them. You show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And so that works with anybody who's watching this right now. So wisdom protects us from committing an injustice. Wisdom protects us from uh, people who love sin. And also, uh, it protects us from uh, unfaithfulness. Uh, with, with, a, with our spouses or with our loved ones. And we see this in verses 16 through 19. Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words, who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. Surely her house leads down to death and her paths to the spirits of the dead. None who go to her return or attain the paths of life." Those are powerful words. None who go to her return, return or attain the paths of life. It's often words of affirmation and acceptance that begins this emotional adultery affair, which leads ultimately to a physical affair. And so wisdom will help protect you from that. God gives us wisdom to stay away from relationships that lead to this disaster, whether it be, uh, whether if you're married and, and you've got so, a coworker or someone on the, on the, uh, on the sports team or, or someone in the neighborhood that you are, are uh, infatuated by, or maybe there's some flirtations, for flirtatious uh, things going on between you and another person. Wisdom will tell you, you need to stop right now, you need to turn back, and you need to move out of this situation. And so wisdom will help you with that. And not only for those who are married, for those who are not married, and, and maybe you're dating someone, 
you know, uh, that person that you might be dating, if they're in a, um, if they're uh, living their life in sin, and if they don't value your same biblical values, then they will lead you down a road that you really don't want to go. And so wisdom will protect you. So what are the benefits of wisdom? Wisdom will help us to know God and will also protect us from doing injustices, treating people badly, walking with people who love to sin, um, keeping us away from those relationships that can lead us into an adulterous affair or fornication. And then the last and final wisdom we see, or the benefit of wisdom we see is in verses 20 through 22. And it says this, thus you will walk in the ways of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the unfaithful will be torn from it. I can imagine Israelites as they, as the Hebrews were reading this uh, this chapter in Proverbs and reading these Proverbs by Solomon, uh, they're reminded of, of the promised land that God uh, had given them and the land that they were living in. And uh, the, their promised land is, some, is, uh, is something that they uh, were grateful to God for. And, um, and they did not want to be torn away from that. They wanted to live in it forever. Well, that's symbolic of the promised land in heaven. You and I have a promised land that's being built right now. For those who have accepted Jesus Christ as Savior, and you follow God, and you live for him, he is preparing a place for you. And that place is a promised land in heaven. And so what is that benefit? You will have a forever home with God. You will have that forever home with God in heaven. But until then, what is your promised land? What is your promised land? Think about your surroundings. Think about what God has blessed you with. I mean, God has, God has blessed my life with, with an amazing, supportive, faithful, God-fearing wife and six amazing kids. They're all different. And they, they, uh, they walk in the ways of, the, of, of God yeah, they make mistakes along the way. Yes, they, they stumble, but they get back up, and we help them along. And God has blessed me with an incredible church that I get to pastor, and an incredible staff and team and, uh, of people and a church family. And, um, and just know this. Just like that is my current promised land, you have a promised land. You have something in your life that you can thank God for. And when you walk in wisdom in 2021, you're gonna be able to stay in that promised land. Because let me tell you, when you don't walk in wisdom in 2021, when you do the opposite of, of getting wisdom, uh, of, uh, you do the opposite of what's in verses one through four in chapter two of Proverbs, when you do the opposite of that, then um, your promised land is something that God can take you away from. Your promised land is something that God will not bless you with. And so I want to encourage you to walk in wisdom. Don't walk in foolishness in 2021. Now, it's much easier to walk in wisdom when you can know the one who gives you that wisdom, when you can be drawn to God's word. You know, it's hard to be drawn to God's word when you don't have the Holy Spirit inside you. Now, surely you can read God's word, but the Holy Spirit will help you 
to apply it and live it out. And the way to get the Holy Spirit into your life is to ask God to come in to live in your life. And the only way that God will come live in your life is that if you live a perfect life. Well, obviously, that's not gonna happen. So, and God knew that. So he sent his son Jesus to live that perfect life for you and to die for our sins. And all we have to do is we just have to to believe in the perfect son of God, Jesus Christ, and what he did for you and what he did on the cross and how he rose again from the grave. And if you believe in that and put your faith in Jesus Christ and, and repent of your sins, confess of your sins, and turn away from your, uh, from your uh, life of, of your own desires and your own feelings, but walk in the ways of wisdom, then God will save you and you will be drawn to God's word. You will be drawn to the ways of wisdom. If you've never accepted Christ as Savior, I'm gonna give you that opportunity right here right now. So just repeat after these words as we pray together. Just simply say, Heavenly Father, I believe you sent Jesus to die for me. I confess my sins. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe what Jesus did for me. Now, Jesus, please come into my life. Be Lord of my life and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I would love to uh, hear about that just so we can help you on your journey. And you could uh, simply send me an email, pastor at lakepointonline.com, and I will uh, return that email and we will uh, get started on that journey. But just know this, I think the best way to transition from 2020, the craziness, the chaos of 2020, into 2021 is to get wisdom. So turn to uh, that Proverbs chapter two and uh, start doing those first four things that you find there in the first four verses, and then you're gonna reap the benefits that's all in the rest of chapter two. Uh, We love you guys, and uh, we hope to see you uh, next Sunday as we uh, start 2021 together. Love you guys.